Hey, and thanks for joining us at IED Sports. If this is your first time, we're here. We're talking about sports today. We're talking about MLS. That is Major League Soccer. It is the offseason. This is offseason episode one. Thank you for joining us at IED Sports. Alex, we're recording. It's about 7.30 on Wednesday night. We have some breaking news. This just in. Georgie Mihailovic, midfielder from Chicago Fire, traded to Montreal FC. $800,000 general allocation money. That is a huge sum. Apparently, it can go up to $1 million based on performance. Well, we've heard Montreal FC now, not no longer the impact possibly, is looking to replace Boyan. Boyan looks like he's on his way out. His contract was not extended. Seems like they are moving on, and I think this is the perfect move to make sure they have that center attacking midfield piece for next season. Alex, thoughts on Georgie Mihailovic from Chicago Fire traded to Montreal? I think this is Henri wanted this guy, and that's why they got him. Uh, boy, on I know he's only thirty. Seems like he's been playing. He should be like over forty. Uh, Mihailovic seems like you know he was hurt this year for the Fire, and the new coach Wiki did not play him as much. He's coming off the bench late in the season. I don't think he uh, does a fit his system as much. So why not? You know, Montreal needs playmakers. Uh, why not? And I think it's a good move for both guys. That's a lot of money. I mean, that's good business by Chicago Fire. I think Montreal's really overpaying here. But if that's what Henri wants, to he stays the seat. Now, again, it, it, it's, I don't know if it's official, official. I know it's a rumor. I don't know, you know, like, it's official. everything's officially signed. Lock it in. And that's Reporting on that, reports. Lock it in. That, that, that is just a, Terry Henry that he wants this guy. Uh, you know, that's a that's a pretty damn good stamp of approval. I mean, I hope Henri's right with this. You know, he took a slight step back last year. You know, one time U.S. men's national team prospect. Some of us thought he may eventually start the way he was starting his career started. But he took a step back with injuries. Uh, you know, he's not exactly the most physical guy. He's like a, you know, he reminds me of like a much weaker Brandon Aronson right now. Like, you know, he's not as strong either. Not as fast. around like a rag doll. In yeah, and that, that's a problem. And then, you know, if he, if he can you know, get some upper body strength, you know, Get, stay injury free. He's got good vision. He could, you know, he can spread the ball around. He's not a bad midfielder when it comes to those those regards. But he needs to get a lot stronger. He'd be much better def- on the defensive side of the ball to be to, to be a complete player in MLS. Absolutely. And and for Boyan, the next step is probably not going to be an elite tier league in the world. He did start out obviously with Barcelona, moved on to Milan, Ajax, Stoke City was where he had his two most successful seasons, I think. Um, and he was supposed to be the next big thing. Came here, played five or six games last season, played a bunch of this season, was impressive at times, but not the goal scorer, not the change that Montreal wanted or needed him to be. So Montreal's rebuilding, and they're doing it around the young American, Georgi Mihailovic, 800000 in general allocation money. Alex, that's the story of the day. That's good business by Chicago. And, you know, Henri, I hope you're right on this. I mean, you know, he's rolling the dice. Let's see what happens. MLS Cup, 25th MLS Cup is over. Columbus... They won 3-0. They beat out Seattle in a shutout. Not what we predicted at all. Um, (laughs) So not not the way we intended it, but it's still a feel-good story. At home in Mapri Stadium, the first soccer-specific stadium in America, this is where it all started. This is the beginning. This is kind of, you know, the ground zero for MLS for Major League Soccer, Mapre Stadium, the Columbus crew, one of the original teams. They were going to get sent out of the league. They uh, they were going to, to be moved. They were saved by MLS. They said, no, MLS is better when there's a club in Columbus. They went from last place last season, this year, win MLS Cup. They do it by signing some DPs. Alex, Columbus, Seattle, MLS Cup, 
3 0. What are your thoughts? Caleb Porter, uh, very underrated. He noticed the back line of Seattle, the weak legs rolled on. Did not, did not look like he knew what the hell he was doing in this game. Seattle steps on the Ladera had a calf injury apparently after the game he was talking about. It wasn't the same. Ladera's not the same. Seattle's not the same. And you saw it in this game. But the, 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 the story of this game was Zella Ryan being fantastic up front and the back four of Seattle just really stinking the best, especially the outside backs. They were really terrible. They picked on that one side, rolled on all. It seemed like all yeah, day. Both goals were on the left side where rolled on. Yeah, for, yeah. For that is uh, Christian Roldan's little brother. Caleb Porter. Caleb Porter pointed that out, and he he went right after it, man. And he it, they just attacked it, and there was really nothing Seattle can do. For those of you who who didn't watch our episode last week, we talked about Schmetzer. He likes to play this game where even if he doesn't put out his best lineup, if it's a winning lineup the previous week, he rolls with it again. Roldan was in for. Uh, Leardam, who was out on international duty, Leardam came back, rolled on, got the start, rolled on, got picked on, gave up two goals in the 3 0 Columbus win. Now, two goals, one assist for Zella Ryan, the DP man, that's getting it done. This is his first MLS season. He was a summer transfer this year, six goals, two assists in 12 regular season games, which is actually very hot for a player coming into MLS. There was no, hey, I need a couple weeks. He hit the ground running and he gets it done, brings an MLS cup. That's what he was brought in for. Columbus winning at home, Matt Frey Stadium, 2020 season is officially over. Great job, Columbus. I mean, Caleb Porter, what are you going to say? You know, Seattle, again, it, w- it would have been three out of five, but then it happened. Uh, but, you know, I already read that Lodero's being re-signed. I think he's getting contract extension. Ruby Diaz, they want to re-sign, even though they're at the ranges, they're at the, you know, the, they're at 30 and above. Seattle's going to stay with this, this these two guys right off the bat. Jordan Morris is some rumors about uh, Europe calling now. He may be ready now, even though he's turned it down before. So uh, there may be one DP change in Seattle, but it looks like the two, Lodero Rui Diaz, are going to be there for the next few years. I mean, we have to talk about it. What's next for Seattle? They do have three aging DPs, Lodero 32 in March. Supposedly he was hurt in the cup, but he definitely wasn't himself. Rui Diaz is now 30. Jao Polo, 29 years old. They need some serious restocking. There are three players out of contract who are on the wrong side of 30. That is Jao Paulo, who was a DP. Who knows where he'll be next season. Leardam is 30. Svensson, 33. The window for the Seattle dynasty for me is closing. You're not going to do it with a 38-year-old player. So I, I, we talk about windows in NFL. Is there a window in Seattle where they need to get it done next season or the season after? Well, if they don't fix the back four, it doesn't matter. And that's the biggest hole right now. Like, like we said, they're going to resign Ladero. They're going to sign Rui Diaz. They think they got a few years left. Morris, we're unsure of. He stays. The big three would be good there. The big, the back, the back line has to get younger, faster, more athletic for them to be, you know, to be the dynasty type team. They have the fire, firepower up front, as you, you saw in the MLS Cup final. The back line, especially the outside backs, definitely need to step up and prove. And let's see what they can do. Absolutely. Now, when we ask the same question, what is next for Columbus? Next year, they're going to have a full year of Zella Ryan. He will be out of contract uh, on New Year's Day 2022, 2022. So he has one full year left on the season. He'll be 29 when that contract expires. Uh, the team otherwise is still getting up there in age. Another team, Zardes, 29. Uh, Awful, 34. Pedro Santos, 32. Nagby's 30. So is there a window here in Columbus? You, you think that they can restock? They have Archer, 24, Aiden Morris, Burhalter. We saw they're both 19 years old. Luis Diaz, 22. Eric Derek Etienne Jr. Is he capable of taking that next step and being a centerpiece for this squad? Columbus, where do they go from here, Alex? I like what they have. They have veteran leadership and they have youngsters. Morris in the MLS Cup, we didn't mention out of nowhere, no one talked about this game. What a game he had. 
crunching tackles right off the bat and put Seattle right, you know, put Seattle on notice that like if you come anywhere near him, he was getting every 50-50 ball. The kid was very impressive. Uh, Burhalter also the you know, the son of the U.S. national team coach. Just because he's got that last name is not the reason he's playing for Columbus Crew. The kick a ball is a very good player. So you got nineteen year old kids there. Diaz is young. Etienne, like you mentioned, you you, you talked about. I think he's twenty four. Yeah, I feel like he's thirty. He, he's been in the league since he was like eighteen. Looks like he's been playing for the Rebel too. When he was like seventeen, eighteen. So it seems like he's been around. Uh, they got a lot of speed. Zardes, say what you want. He's going to be thirty. He's still double digit MLS striker up front scorer. So he's going to stay. You he's know, Zella Ryan's twenty nine on his speed. But Zell Ryan, 29, he still looks like he's basically in the prime of his career. So they really – they got to just work on their depth. And, again, they got the quality. Room was a great goalkeeper. The back line, if uh, the back line is good, Mensa was very good. They used to have outside backs. They have some speed, like awful. They just got to work on their depth. And I think they're going to – again, they're going to be very – if they keep this nucleus intact, they're going to be a contender again next year for almost Cup and any other trophy that is involved in MLS. They were without – the Columbus crew were without – uh, Darlington Nagby for the final, one of the, the best players for that team throughout the season. And Aiden Morris, 19-year-old Aiden Morris, someone who – who's this guy? <laughs> why, why is he starting there? Not Homegrown the, player. Homegrown player. Yeah. But stepped up and, and looked nice. Now, when we say Columbus, we are in a completely different spot as to where they were last year. At the bottom of the table, um, they were saved. Again, they were not moved from Columbus. So that was a celebrating point, but it looked like the team – was absolutely terrible. They have the Hell is Real Derby between them and Cincinnati. Two terrible teams, and now they've turned it around in just one season. Um, they're getting a new stadium next year, which is going to rejuvenate the Columbus fan base, which is exceptional fan base in MLS. They also get a new rival, Austin, owned by the Precourt Group. You know there's going to be a lot of hate there, Alex. Yeah, uh, he's with this, you know, I'm sure he doesn't, he's not too happy that Columbus won the MLS Cup, but, you know, he's got a new franchise, he's got, you know, Josh Wolf and Claudio uh, Reyna is, you know, running the show down in Austin. He's got some good MLS people. Uh, new stadium, state of the art, seems like, in a first professional team in the, in the city of Austin in Texas, the third team. They just be rivals with Houston and Dallas. That should be interesting going also with MLS. And of course, the Columbus, the fan when Austin comes up to Columbus, that that is going to be must watch TV. That is going to be ugly. Columbus fans are not going to, you know, sit back and just, you know, not clap and not go wild in that game and boo like crazy like Austin when they come onto the field. That's going to be exciting to see. Absolutely. Now let's move on and talk a little about Austin FC and what they're going to bring to the table because they are the new kids on the block, and they just had their expansion draft. They grabbed Danny Hosen from uh, excuse me, San Jose Quakes, a player that we've talked about many times on this show, Jared Stroud from New York Red Bull, a goalie, Brady Scott, and Joe Corona. Before this expansion draft happened, we said to each other, we, we, this was in the group text from last night, who do you think is going to be taken? And I said, Danny Hosen, Jared Str- oh, No, excuse me. I said, Jared Stroud, Joe Corona. Those were uh, the, the obvious guys. As soon as I saw them unprotected, well, they're going to Austin for next year. These players are headed to join the already announced Ben Sweat and Nick Lima and DP Cecilio Dominguez, Paraguayan from Independiente and Club America. So there is a small core of players here on Austin already while they start their roster building in anticipation of the 2021 season. Right off the bat, I noticed two veteran MLS guys in the back, Lima and Corona. So they want to solidify their back line with some veteran leadership. They've been, you know, they've started around MLS. They've seen a lot. And Lima has been called up to come U.S. national team things. Uh, you know, as Rebel fans, Jared Starr were kind of surprised at a homegrown guy to, you know, we're building up to be a potential starter. Seemed like get some meaningful minutes late in the season. Surprised he wasn't protected but you know this is mls uh, this is business and this is how it goes when expansion teams come you're gonna lose somebody 
I thought Ryan Mara would go, you know, the 30-year-old goalie, but well, what do I know? Uh, that's why I'm on this side of the uh, microphone and uh, making front office decisions. And uh, Austin's, you know, I, I think they're going to be in between. They're going to spend a little bit. Uh, they're going to be in between Nashville and what Miami did last year. They're not going to spend as much as Miami right off the bat, but they're going to spend a little more than Nashville. So I'm interested to see what they have. They have a good a core of MLS guys that know what's going on behind the scenes and Wolf and Rain are uh, pulling the strings there, making a roster. So I think they're going to be in good shape. I think, one, you know, right off the bat, I like what they did with the expansion draft. Cecilio Dominguez, Paraguayan from Independiente and Club America. Um, 17 games with the national team since 2003. That is the Paraguayan national team. But he's he's never been South American Player of the Year. He doesn't have any World Cups, no scoring championships. Is that what we've come to expect from young uh, his, his Hispanic DPs, that we just expect them to be world beaters coming into this league? Cecilio Dominguez is, is a little uh, underwhelming. Well, it's not a name name, but you know, he's on a Paraguay national team. He's got an appearance. Obviously, he's got some kind of ability. Can't play on the national teams in South America when you're going against Brazil, Argentina, Uruguay, Chile, uh, you know, and not <laughs> not have some kind of skill. So if he made 17 appearances for Paraguay national, guy, national team, I don't know much about him. I'm sure he's got pretty much some kind of skill that this league needs. Uh, I love bringing in young South American players in this league. I like the flair they have. The, some of them have a, you know, a attitude like, I'm here to prove myself. I want to go into Europe. So, uh the more the merrier. Good. Any kind of signing that Austin's already making a DP, not even in the league yet, they're already made a DP signing. That's a good. That's a good sign for that franchise. Absolutely. Now a sign, not very good for a franchise. Minnesota looked to sign Kevin Molina to a long-term deal. He left an Instagram message saying goodbye, Minnesota, to everyone at Minnesota United. The owners, management, coaches, backroom staff, office staff, the ball boys, the fans, and most of all, my teammates. From my heart to yours, thank you for embracing me and showing me all the love and support. The last four years of my life, it looks like it is time to move on for Kevin Molino. That's a shame. He really almost carried the team late in the season with some big time goals and big time spots. Uh, he's followed Adrian Heath everywhere he's coached. Um, you know, uh, looks like now he won. I don't know how much money he's looking for. You know, he's not exactly young in the tooth anymore. But in MLS, the big time spot, this guy can score. I mean, he's a underrated player in MLS, and he's scored some big time moments and big time games this, in in this league and. I think a team could definitely use his kind of leadership and some way he can bring to the table. From since 2000, he played with Orlando City for I believe eight years, Minnesota for four. He had a 20 goal season in 2014. He uh, is has been a little less since then, but he's he's definitely a talented player. He's a, he's he's a contributor to that ball club, and he will be looking for uh, to move elsewhere. And Minnesota will be looking for a replacement. Now Austin can use a player like Kevin Moore. That would be a good place for him to go. To be honest. In other news, Diego Alonso is still the head coach for Inter Miami. This is kind of a strange story. Um, there, there was an article on, I, I think, uh, SB Nation said uh, the club sporting director and COO Paul McDonough stepped down last week, and a few sources said that Alonso was also let go. But that is not true, according to club management. What happened, they said, is that owners expressed their displeasure with how the season went in an emotional meeting. Alonzo assumed he was fired, told some staff members, and the word leaked out. Alonzo's future is supposedly not determined with Inter Miami. Bob, remember when we talked at the beginning of the season? I said about how David Beckham's not stupid. Yeah. You say he's going to come into the league. He's been behind the scenes. How many years building this franchise? Getting stadium and possible, you know. I mean, it seems like a, almost a decade since he's played. It's not that long, but right? Yes. You come into the league. You see what Nashville does on what, how much percentage less payroll. Same time, 
Look at the success Nashville had, and look at what Miami had. Now, David Beckham, to me, I think he's embarrassed by this. I think, you know, Iguain signing, Matuti signing, World Cup veterans. These guys, uh, not exactly this. This isn't the MLS when David Beckham played anymore. You can't be signing these aging World Cup stars from, you know, two World Cups ago oh, coming oh, into the oh, league. Good. So, you know, <laughs> You know, sometimes they work out. Like, Wayne Rooney did look very good in D.C. United, but, you know, what eventually happened. That's not the way to build a franchise anymore in MLS. So you can sign one guy, but two, three, we got a problem. And once Dominguez went, you know, that boardroom, David Beckham slamming his fist down, saying, hey, this is not going to happen next year. Uh, I'm sure now, exactly like that. Those were the exact words. You know, so hey, guys, it, we don't lose again next year. Now, now we're going to say I'm expecting Miami is not going to this roster that you see is going to be overhauled again. I, I predict big time. I think Diego is going to stay. He's still, what, you know, no matter what they had, they made the playoffs somehow, some way, even though only 10 teams made it. I mean, almost everyone makes it. They had to go through a lot, especially with COVID situation they have in, in, in Miami. A lot of injuries and, you know, aging guys getting late in the season and 95-degree heat doesn't help. So I'm expecting big things in me. They're going to make a lot of changes. Uh, I'm expecting big a big name again, but this time, if they're going to sign a big-time name, it's not going to be a 34-plus old-time player. I think David Beckham learned from this past season. He's not going to make the same mistake twice. Absolutely. I believe uh, Aguadello and Luis Robles are already out at Miami from what I see. Yeah, they need to get younger. They need to get younger. They do. Pizarro Definitely. was a good look. I like Pellegrini. I want to see what Pellegrini can bring next week. Next week. <laughs> next year. And, uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting offseason for Miami. Just like every other club, there is one last piece of news. This is surrounding Atlanta. Atlanta United is a team that fell apart in 2020. Like many things in the world, Atlanta fell apart in 2020. They're looking at a new head coach, and the new head coach is rumored to be Gabriel, excuse me on the, on the pronunciation, Hines, H-E-I-N-Z-E. Manchester United, yeah, yeah. Hines. Um, now, sources have told The Athletic that Boca Junior central midfielder, Augustine Almendra, let me get that right again, Augustine Almendra could join Hines in Atlanta. Almendra is that's, that's the signings we want. That's exactly that's the exact kind of signings you want. You want here when I hear Boca Juniors River play Argentina's central midfielders, they want to come to MLS. Where do I where's the contract? Just whip it out. Whip how much? Just how what's what's the dollar price? That's that's all I want to say. How much? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's you how much. That, a, pull that one out. You there. get excited. You get very excited. River play Boca. Oh, really? A central midfielder, number ten. How much? Well, what's his value? That's all I want to know. Right off the bat. Linked to Inter Miami during last season, but apparently right. now he's yeah, New York City was looking at this guy too. I remember last year. So I'm hearing good things about this guy, and let's bring him into the league. It's good for Atlanta. All right, Alex. Anything else? Uh, you, again, you see what's going on in Champions League. MLS failure. Mexican teams kick our ass. I mean, what else is new? Uh, you know, with COVID again, New York City had no chance. Tigres and Gignac doing the the, the Henri pose at the against the post. And, you know, I know Montreal. Uh, the game was not that exciting. You know, they got knocked out on the away goals and rules. I think, but you know, tonight Atlanta, I'm not expecting to advance. And our only chance is LAFC to be Cruz Azul. I think Cruz Azul coach just stepped down, so they may have some controversy. So we have a shot. We have, we have a shot for for MLS team to advance, but it's probably not going to happen as usual. Uh, and I don't know how to fix this. You know. We need to spend more money to get better players. That, that's the bottom line. There's no other way. But, you know, and uh, Bob and I will be talking about more uh, MLS and U.S. men's national team action as it happens in a weekly basis. Any questions or comments, let us know on all social media platforms. Something you want to hear, something you want to talk about, let us know. And, uh, Bob, any last uh, 
thoughts? Drop a comment down below. Find us at I80 underscore sports on Twitter. You can find us at I80sports.com, YouTube.com backslash I80 sport. If you have not yet, click the subscribe button. Give us a comment. Let us know what you think. Have a wonderful week. Alex. Adios, man.